1: All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods, and happy hour.
0: Hot Rod! What's going on, man? We're
1: talking about going 150 mile an hour on the cheap. 150 for
0: nothing. Well, for 5,000. Or less. Or less. Tell us about our next car. Car number nine. Car number nine is a lexus ls400 what yep this is golden, a toyota a golden badge
1: toyota baby i'm telling you something she's the bling bling of the toyotas <laughs>
0: packed premium packed with premium pleather <laughs> i mean they had leather in them yeah okay ish <laughs> ish they had hide. <laughs> no okay all right so in 2000 though these cars came with a staggering 290 horsepower and but, now and
1: that's something to think about now keep in mind this is in 1980 was it no, well it's 2000. 2000. 2000. 2000 but, but we're going to flash then.
0: we're going to flash back because i don't know how cheap you can get them i did even bother looking them up i just thought it was a cool fact in 1989 this little gem was giving bmws and mercedes some competition and it would smash to that 150 mile mark well and this is the
1: thing about it when lexus came out in 1989 you know, Mercedes and BMW really had no competition in that market at all.
0: At all. They were just luxury. They weren't going fast. Right.
1: Well, this is this car guy did a little both. I mean, BMW did go fast. BMW had some performance cars and Mercedes did too. Luxury was the first byproduct yeah. was fast.
0: But yeah, I mean, these little golden badge Toyotas, man, they put in work and I mean, it's crazy because you can go on your local Craigslist and find one for under 5k. No problem. A
1: little funny side story about the Lexus. There's one, and I. matter of fact, my my buddy, uh, you might have seen a show on the Esquire Network when it was on the air. Esquire Network went away. That's crazy. Yeah, they that pulled that crazy. channel. But he had a show called Car Matchmaker. Yep.
0: Well, there's a guy that has a Lexus LS
1: 400, and he's driving. It has a million miles on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I've actually insane. heard about that car. That car meant actually that car's been all over the internet. I mean, that, I mean, like different celebrities have drove it. I mean, that, um, that's that's a milestone. If I'm not mistaken, did not uh, Lexus or well, Toyota didn't they buy that car back? No, they
1: didn't buy that one back. Honda had one that hit a million. They bought it back. Yeah, I, I knew one of the co- oh, one of the companies did. And you know what they did with it? That? they crushed that damn thing because they didn't want nobody to have it. I promise you.
0: Uh, you know, if a car travels a million miles, I think it deserves a good crush It needs to be puffed. No, mystery.
1: no, no, because because that car did exactly what they didn't want it to do. That's last forever.
0: All right. Funny side story here. Funny side story. I had a buddy who had a Ford Ranger. This several years back. A little red Ford Ranger. I'd love to know what came of this does, truck.
1: Does color matter on this?
0: I think color does matter. I think red, the fact that it's a red truck, I think that does matter. I, I don't know if We're it does. We're
1: painting a picture.
0: We're painting a picture. That's right. So this is a little red Ford Ranger. And it was everything you could imagine a square-body Ford Ranger being. Um and he he was bragging. He was bragging because the truck just hit a half a million miles. And he thought it was awesome, so he went home and he told his dad, he said, Dad, he said, My truck just hit a half a million miles. He says Dad looked at him, didn't blink an eye, said, Better won't do it again. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's, like, it's astonishing that it did it the first time.
1: Well, I don't mean 500,000 miles is still amazing out of a, of a gasoline
0: engine, a vehicle. It really is. It really is. I mean, it's, it's getting up there for a diesel motor, but it's astonishing on a gas-powered car. I mean, it's, extro- it's, it's extremely high for any light-duty diesel still. Yes, sir. All right. Back to the our top ten list here. And cashing in at number eight. You know what? I'm going to let you take this one. Okay. All right. So, uh, we talked trash about this car last week, uh, as it was a pace car in our last week's uh, conversation. But, you know what? Maybe it being on this list might be proving us wrong a little bit there, Rob. How about the Mitsubishi 3000 GT? I don't want to tell you. They're cool. They're cool like... As a matter of fact, I passed one on the way to the studio missing the front bumper. Also red. It's probably being towed.
1: (laughs) They're cool... They're cool. Like the reason the Power Rangers are cool, you know, it's <laughs> cheesy and it's like that little quirky Japanese sports car that was a full well I mean, they were actually pretty expensive. they were about forty k back when they were new, but that three liter, what's a three liter twenty four valve?
0: Yeah, three liter twenty four valve, twin
1: turbo. They would make hellacious power.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were putting into the ground for
1: sure. And I mean, and that, and that was a, that was a selling point. But this is the problem with it. It's a Mitsubishi.
0: Well, unless you slam a Dodge sticker on it, then it's a Dodge Stealth. No, 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 no. No, no, It's a Mitsubishi still. You know, and here's something. I'm going to make a little rant here about Mitsubishi. I have a problem with the, same, the company that makes my TV also making the engine in my car. I have a problem with that.
1: Well, you, and there's a lot of that now, but... And they have different divisions and all that stuff. But another thing too is, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of competition in the Japanese coupe field when these three th- the three thousand GT was out.
0: Oh yeah, these little Godzilla uh, fleeing well, cars. Well, you bumping to see the thing is though, they this, were everywhere. this
1: was a mammoth, and all these other ones were like mice. I mean, you had Eclipse, now that's and true, and Dale Souls and things like that. And the, then you had a three thousand. The three
0: thousand GT. GT is actually a very large imported coupe. It really it is. is. I mean, it's it's a
1: big car. I mean, a six foot tall guy could ride in this car comfortably. Yeah, absolutely. And they had non-turbo versions also.
0: And, you know, if you're looking for one, especially the one I saw missing the front bumper on the way to the studio, you can definitely pick one up for under that $5,000 mark and have, you know what? You can have money left over for a box of Chow Mang. That's right.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you what, next up, though, is one that's near and dear to my heart. I love going fast with class, Odd Rod. And number 7 spot takes it to? The Jaguar XJ8. The XJ8, and the thing is, the XJ8. I'm gonna give you a little Jaguar lesson. Give me a little Jaguar answer. I like, I like Jaguar. Jaguars. The XJ8 is a four door. It's the the car that body style's been out. They made an XJ6 and the XJ8. Of course, six was inline six, on eight was a V8. The uh, the thing that was cool about the Jags, they also made a V12 too. Right. But the thing that was cool about those Jags. I mean, they're they're gorgeous cars, that styling, you know, the four headlights and real swoopy. And that body style basically stayed the same all the way till they quit making them like 2004 or five, I think. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that was cool, I mean, they kind of rounded them all Yeah, they got a little more rounder, yeah. But, But the same basic idea. And you can actually buy one of those cars, and it runs 155 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, they're
1: quick, and you can buy a nice one. They're quick. You can buy a teddy bear for half of the five k mark. Oh yeah, Four, yeah, yeah. Three three k or under, you can get you a nice one. Get a nice one, and I tell you something else that's really cool about the Jags. I mean, this is the thing you got to think about. They're a little heavy. They're a pig, but they have independent rear suspension. They have foil disc brakes. All the creature comforts you can think of. Burlwood for days, leather for weeks. I mean, just plush as they come. And the thing that's really cool about these cars, though, is there's one little trick you can do with these Jaguars it has been being done for many, 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 many years. It started out with carbureted small blocks, then, of course, it went to the TPI, fuel-injected small blocks, then it went to the LT1s, and now with the LSs, there's companies like Jaguar Specialties that make kits. So when that 4-liter V8 bites the dust... And it will. And <laughs> oh, it is. But I mean, it's not a bad engine. No, it's just they're they're problematic. They're they, problematic. They well, I'll be honest with you. Every Jack engine is problematic to an extent. But you can take into an LS swap, and now that's putting some more lives in your kitty cat. Yes, sir. From way back. So now, and, and
0: is, you know, you can buy these cars cheap enough that really you could get a junkyard 5.3 and do this swap.
1: You could. You could do it. Well, I mean, there's several of. Them. Matter of fact, the one I, I found one for under five k that already had the LS swap done to, with it. You know, I'm so, prou- I think
0: I'm so proud of you, Rob, for finally seeing the ways of the LS motor.
1: Yeah, I think it does good in a Jaguar. <laughs> but now, So picture this. Let me paint you a picture. All right, paint me a picture. Now, you want to talk about a sleeper. You got a slick four-door late-model Jag come rolling up, LS'd on the squeeze, cheater slicks on factory wheels, running you know, like near or drag rails or something right. like that on factory wheels. Keep it quiet, no loud crazy exhaust or anything like that, and you've got a 600-horsepower Jaguar.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that's the street cleaner, now is all keep that it, is. keep in mind, these cars, they made the list for a reason. They're already fast with the 4-liter, but, yeah, you throw in, like, a 6.0 or something and, uh, you know, lay the wood to her, yeah, yeah, she'll fly. I mean, and, and the thing is, it's cool about them is, is these cars
1: will actually handle and can handle the horsepower.
0: And have proper braking to slow it down.
1: Exactly. I mean, these are just great cars all the way around. On that end, especially. Right.
0: All right. Well, I hate to do it, uh, but we're done talking about this little kitty, and uh, we got to take a break and pay some bills. Again, again. I tell you what—it's like intercoms
1: going broke or something. I'm telling you. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD All right, guys, we're Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
0: Hot Rod, what's going on, dude? Tell everybody
1: what we're talking about today.
0: We're talking about how to go 150 miles an hour on the
1: cheap, five thousand or less, kids. That's right. We're talking about cars you can buy on Craigslist today.
0: We're trying to help you, high school youngins, out with some cool, fast cars. You no, know, we got a
1: little something for the high school guys here in just a little bit too. <laughs> We're <laughs> we talking about, but this is the cool thing. What's the we cool set out on a mission to find the coolest 150 mile an hour cars for less than five thousand dollars. Five thousand biggins. I mean, that's a hard thing to get. I mean, and we dug deep, but there's still, even after we did this list, I actually found a couple more.
0: There is plenty more out there. So, coming in at our number six spot is the Pontiac GTP. Very impressive car. Very I cool car. One great car. These things are your grandma's Grand Prix. No, this is not a gutless Grand Prix. No, <laughs> gutless Grand. I like that. You know, these things, what, 3,800 V6? The Series 2. Yeah, the Series 2, 3,800 with that Eaton Supercharger Slam Dunk. And I'm going to tell you what, it's not just the Pontiac. It's, it's all the little 3,800 Series 2 cars with the, the well, Supercharger. Well, the
1: Pontiac was smaller of all of them. Right. So that, that that's why it hit the number. But
0: but these cars in general, I mean, you had the Monte Carlo. Uh, what was the other one that had it? Well, I had the Buicks, the, 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 the Buick Sabres,
1: yep. and the, uh, the Regal GS had
0: it. Yeah. These cars are awesome, and all of them really can be bought at around the price tag.
1: i tell you what. I'll tell you a funny story about these things. There used to be a guy that ran around Spartanburg, and if you're listening... I'm talking about you. He had a gold Pontiac transport van. That was like the Grand Prix van thing they made. Right, right. But they did a 3800 supercharged swap on it. <laughs> and it was hilarious. So you could
0: bust people in a van. In a gold Pontiac transport van. <laughs> these, I mean, these cars are awesome. I've known, I'll tell you what, I'll just tell you how impressive they are. Off the line. These things are a force to be reckoned with. I remember coming up through Spartanburg on 176 in my Impala, and back when I had my 96 SS, and I uh, pulled up at a red light, and um, there was a Buick sitting next to me at the red light. And they just kept over and revving it. Well, you couldn't really hear that Eaton talking too much. So I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, we left that line. <laughs> that car left from here. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's a
1: front-wheel drive car. And the thing that was really cool is for insurance regulations. Now, I know my Grand Prix had this. The speedometer stopped at, like, 100. Yeah. But yeah. the heads-up display keeps going. Yeah, you can wind that on past. That's no worries there. And now, keep in mind, they do have a speed limit in. that They cut off at 122 mile-an-hour. That removed, this is a 150-mile-an-hour car.
0: And it's not hard to get that removed. No, no, it's no big deal at all. Anybody with a programmer can... <laughs> Drop that right out. Absolutely, and these cars, man, they're just too cool. They're not much to look at. The Monte Carlos do have a little good look. I think. I thought the GTP was a good looking car. The GTP is all right looking. I mean, but they're not like you know desirable. I had
1: a black, I had a black crew cab GTP graphite leather. It's got the same interior as a Trans Am. Yeah. So it's got those same style seats. The dash is very similar. Of course, Pontiac had the red gauges and everything like that. I mean, it's like a fighter jet inside. And then on top of it. It was supercharged I and mean, that thing would absolutely fly I mean it was a
0: fun car drive and it' handled well too you know I would think I think we could say that that was probably one of the only front-wheel drive muscle cars uh how about the 53 Monte Carlos yeah I'll give you those too I'll give you those too and well
1: then and then of course you know you got your Dodge Omni like Omni Shelbys
0: you know what that was a false statement because I just remember the old Monte Carlos with the front-wheel drive for what was it, 454 in those so I don't the, remember those the, the old 70s they
1: were there it's another I've one. seen one. It's not a muscle car though. Not a money car like
0: that. I've seen one in existence ever. It's a monster. They're rare um coming in at our number five spot another two for one special the Mercedes s420 or the s500 when we're talking about the early early 90s version
1: of these Maybach mammoths you can had way under five thousand dollars and they would hit right there at 151, 152 mile actually the uh, the 420 would hit 152 and the 500 hit 154 miles an hour these are v8 Mercedes
0: And a cars. Mercedes yeah it's a Mercedes you know and I'm not the biggest Mercedes fan. They're cool cars. They're okay, but you know, I, you know, maybe I'm a BMW guy. If I had to pick one of the two, but to grab a Mercedes, we all know that's an upper uh, upper car. To grab one of those that can go over 150 miles an hour for under 5K, pretty cool. steel. it's really cool. I don't mean, the thing is, it's a classic car, and these are big cars too. By the way, yeah, these are big cars. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't really care much for the Mercedes, so we're going to go on past that to our number four spot, and this one's a cool one. Well this this
1: car here's iconic 80s Yes, yes. Porsche 944 Turbo.
0: A Porsche with a turbo on it. How much cooler does it get?
1: Now, you're going to have to dig a little deep on this one. You're not going to find a Cherry 944 Turbo no. for 5K. No, we're talking about We're talking about. she's done took a trip through the trailer park.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to pick one out of the weeds. They don't have Porsche wheels on it anymore. The paint's a little rough. The interior ain't quite there, but you can grab them for 5K if you look.
1: Yeah, and they, We shopped around, and we, we were all over the 5K mark with them, but like I said, these were not Cherry cars.
0: Yeah, they're they're a little rough. Might need a paint job.
1: <laughs> uh, well I mean the thing is these cars were really fast. Probably one of the fastest cars in the eighties, period, was that 944 turbo. And when I say the fastest car, of course, they had Lamborghini Countachas in the 80s and things like that, but I'm talking about cars that you actually saw on the road.
0: Yeah, uh, I hate to use this word, but an obtainable car. Exactly.
1: And another thing, which I mean, it was still a very expensive car in the 80s, but I mean, I think about it, you know, in the 80s, you know, like your C4 Vets, you know, they had 215 horsepower. I mean, there wasn't a lot to them.
0: No. No, nothing in the 80s. I mean, that was like the hardcore era of government regulations on vehicles. Everything well, was kind was of just, slouch. It was just
1: bad times for horsepower in general. Yeah, I agree. But a very, very impressive car. And this thing—I mean, the only thing that uh, that the only thing that took off quicker than that Porsche was uh, the people hating New Coke. New you Coke. don't know
0: what that is? No, I do not know what New Coke is. All right, excuse
1: me while I have a millennial moment here at Hot Rods and. Millennial,
0: millennial. Yeah. Maybe it's just uh, you're having an antique moment because
1: I'm not that old. I'm not an antique. I'm just telling you. You know what actually happened to Vince in the eighties? Probably one of the best decades ever. It is. I was listening to White Snake on the way here, and I was talking to somebody on the phone, and I said, "You could tell I truly like you." And they said, "How do you know that?" Because I turned down White Snake to talk to you. Hmm. Okay, that's a that's a band. Uh, yeah, I know. That's good. All right, so tell me about this new Coke real quick. In the early eighties, Coke got the idea that they were going to change the original formula. So when you look at a Coke can, it says original formulation right, on it. You right. know, and The reason they advertised that is because they got the wild hair to quit making that and make new Coke. Everybody hated it. Like, there was a big uproar. It almost put Coca-Cola out. So why did they do this? It was a dumb move. They were trying to freshen it up and do something different. It stayed out for about six months, and they quit making it. Hmm. And you never guess who their spokesperson was? Who was that? Bill Cosby.
0: Bill Cosby.
1: Bet you wouldn't take a drink from that guy.
0: <laughs> oh wow, Bill! Leave it to him to have the bad drink. That's right. <laughs> Golly! So you're telling me that the uh, the old Porsches they were uh, they were about as popular as uh, bad Coke, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I mean no, they, they were fast and it went out fast, about like
1: new Coke. <laughs> the uh, these are. They were they were cool cars, and I mean, like I said, Porsche had so many. These are the ones that are shaped like a doorstop.
0: <laughs> I know
1: what you're talking about. You know, they got the clamshell headlights on. them. I mean, they're cool. I mean, I personally like a 928 better myself, risky uh, business. But
0: I'm a I'm a Boxster fan. I'm just saying because see, you grew you grew up in the 90s. Yeah, and that's exactly. Why like a boxer.
1: I'm a boxer. I mean, a boxer is a good-looking car. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's the Miata, Porsches, unless you got a supercharged one.
0: Right. All right, guys. Well, we got to wrap it up for this segment. When we come back, we're going to be hitting up the top three in this top 10 list right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On
1: 106.3. six right, three, guys. Lord. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking about our $5,000 150-mile-an-hour car challenge. And me and Odd Rod have handpicked 10 cars.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and we're down to our uh, top three here. That's right. Well, I didn't say necessarily yeah, top yeah, three, was, but these are three that were
1: really cool. All right,
0: so I think we should recap our top 10, where we're at now. What Let's you think? run
1: back through them one, one more time.
0: All right, so number 10 was the Volvo 850 or the 740 Turbo. Uh, number 9 was the Lexus LS400. And, of course, at number 8, we had the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. And then coming in at number 7, I think was Rob's favorite, is the Jaguar XJ8 love them and then of course coming in at number six we have the pontiac gtp the pontiac gtp also a great car and another uh, two for one special in number five was the mercedes s420 or the s500 and then
1: following up with porsche 944 turbo so that leads us right to the
0: the, the last three in our list the last three and number three i think is a very cool one number three is the fourth gen camaros your 93 through o2s these trailer park terrors can be had on the Cheap, well,
1: you know a lot of the child support payments that come with them. These mullet machines really bust past that 150
0: mile an hour mark. I mean, these are some bad rides. Yeah, they are. They. I mean, they. Re- you know what? I, I, I joke about the Camaro. The Camaro is actually a great car, and I mean a fast one. Like I said earlier, you know, a couple segments back. You know, one of these cars, the Trans Am version, is actually what I took my first 150-mile-an-hour trip in.
1: Well, I mean, and the thing is with these cars, they're they're a sports car. They handle well.
0: No, I will say, you will not buy a WS6 Trans Am for this price. No, La- no, no, no. no. We're, we're we're in Formula Firebird
1: and Z28 money
0: Yeah, at that price. Exactly.
1: Um it's that these are fun cars, though. Of course, you know the '93 through '97 was the LT1 years, right? Um, and yeah.
0: pretty quick cars, Pretty quick cars, three
1: hundred and forty-five horsepower. can you really can't argue with that a aluminum head, small block LT1. And, and
0: you can buy those real cheap.
1: Yeah, you can buy those relatively. You can buy those for twenty-five to three thousand, depending on condition and things like that.
0: Um, but yeah, the fourth gens. I mean, these are great cars. Uh, Really good for the money. And, you know, the money you save buying one of these, you can head on down to Walmart and pick up uh, your latest Poison box office set. You know, perhaps a new uh, wife beater and maybe, you know, a pack of cow- cowboy killers. What do you think? Really? Yeah, all that 80s stuff. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know. I don't. You knew. Calm down, Punky Brewster. <laughs> I do know what that is. I do know about the, uh, the Miss Brew. Reruns.
1: <laughs> Have you ever seen Punky Brewster in real life? No. She is a fox, son. I'm gonna tell you something.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you what, Punky Brewster when I was growing up was not foxy at all. Like, no,
1: no, as a kid she wasn't much to her, but I'm gonna tell you something. When she grew up, she's alright.
0: She could play in my neighborhood anytime. She's <laughs> alright. She's aight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, number three spot, fourth gen Camaros. You can definitely pick them up for under five k. You know, it may not be the prettiest one in the trailer park, but by God, it'll go uh, one hundred fifty.
1: You know, these cars are fun, and these cars—I mean, it's a great platform. You got people build race cars out of these things all day.
0: Well, I tell you, you know what? As a matter of fact, a good friend of mine, his father, actually bought a ninety-nine Camaro, which is LS one powered, drop top, hundred sixteen thousand miles on it, red, pretty as they come. He paid five k for it. Can't beat it. Next up on our list. The, the num- C4
1: Corvette.
0: I knew these would make the list at our number two spot. Well, I want to tell you something cool
1: about the C4 Corvette. These cars were way ahead of their time, and they're a little near and dear to old Rob's heart.
0: Yeah, they ran 1985 through 1996. So this ah, a good
1: Grasshopper, 1984. 84, oh. To 1996. Pardon moi. Exactly. Pardon moi. These cars, these cars were way ahead of their time. A little tidbit, you know that there was never a Corvette made in 1983, a production well, Corvette. Yes,
0: we've we've had that little conversation. Well, before. And the reason
1: they did that is because of the quality. Because when they changed, we got to keep in mind the C the C3 vet.
0: Yeah, so technically the C3 vet was supposed to start in '83. Right, but it,
1: they just stopped. They they quit with in 82 with the C3s, and the C4 was supposed to start in 83, but it didn't because of a time crunch and a quality control issue, so and they started in 84.
0: Quite like the reason why the Javelin didn't make the cut for being a pace car. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, they, so there is one, though, inside the Corvette Museum, as we've said before, up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's very cool. It's white, actually.
1: Well, and another thing that's cool about these Corvettes, you got to keep in
0: mind the Corvette ran
1: the same suspension, same chassis virtually from 1970. 19- sixty three to 1982. Right. So this car was totally different. Unitized, no full frame anymore. All aluminum components. And a kn- full tilt front end. Yep. I mean the, these these cars were way the digital dash setup that was actually a design for the U.S. military. Right. These cars you could flip a switch and would convert all your gauges to metric system.
0: <laughs> That's cool actually. You know, and I get I give Rob a bad time about these Corvettes because. They're, I mean, this is rough to say. They're probably some of the worst Corvettes made, but at the same time, some of the best. And the reason I say this, they lacked majorly in horsepower. Well, I mean, the C3s
1: in the latter years yeah. <clears throat> lacked big time in horsepower. But I'm going to tell you something. You can even still take a TPI car and bust through that 150 mile an hour mark like a fat kid on a
0: trampoline. Very true. Very true. And you know what? I'll give it props. These cars, I got a buddy now down in Adele, Georgia, who uh, is building a old 50s Ford truck. It was actually his grandfather's truck. And the suspension he's using under this thing is off a of C4 vet. Well, it's a very popular thing to it's do. It's
1: very, very popular. I mean, you got aluminum A-arms. And, I mean, a lot of these cars had to build stained shocks, which was an option. I mean, independent rear suspension, aluminum suspension pieces that weren't heavy, low to the ground. They handled. This is probably one of the first American cars with Z-rated tires on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, did they have 17s with Z-rated? They were 16s. 16s with Z-rated tires on it. Well, when they first came out, then they came to 17s. I mean, so, yeah, bang for the buck. I mean, really. And I'll tell you another good thing about the uh, c You know, that's a good one to look up, though. I guarantee you that's the first. I
1: guarantee you that that the 84 Corvette was the first American car with
0: Z-rated tires from the factory. We need to research that. But I'll tell you another good fact about the. uh, Do you know what kind of tires came on them? I do not. Goodyear. 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 Um, another cool fact about the C four vet though, if you're wanting to get into autocrossing, road racing, that is the perfect car. With the suspension it has, everything it has to it, that is the perfect car for bang for buck to get right into road racing. And parts for days. And parts for days. And and you know what? You've paid less than five grand for this car. So you know what? If you tear it up, there's you know, really no love loss. I mean, so you're saying it's okay to demolish these cars, and I tell you though, yeah. but this behavior
1: right here, and people and people cannibalizing these cars and robbing them for parts, is going to do nothing but make C4 values go. Oh, up. it's going to drive the value so, up, which is a so, good thing. So let Rob give you a little bit of advice. If you've got that really nice Anniversary Corvette, if you've got that really nice Collector's Edition Vet, you know the '88s, the uh, '93 40th Anniversary cars. You know, the 88 35th anniversaries. Those cars right there, you don't cut up. They made 2,050 of the 88 35th anniversary, and I think they made a couple thousand of the 40th anniversaries. But and then, of course, they had the 96 Grand Sport right. Collector's w- Edition. W- yeah,
0: which is definitely, although the paint scheme's a little odd, it'll kind of grow on you. Well, it's kind of but- like
1: the 88. I mean, it was solid white, white wheels, white top, white interior, white steering wheel, white everything.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely, especially the Grand Sports, definitely a car you really don't want to get rid of. Well, I mean, and that's the thing with these
1: cars. So, when you see them hacking them up, you know, and then, of course, you have the ZR1s mixed in. The, yep. in the, now, yep. granted, no, you're not going to get a ZR1 in that $5,000 range. No,
0: not at all. No, you're going to get a
1: run-of-the-mill vet for that. But, so, I mean, it's still, there. it's still a Corvette. It's still a Corvette,
0: which leads us to our number 1 spot. And then, you know what? This one right here, I bet you that nobody even thought about it. Unless you're part of the group that goes down to Atlanta every year with me to the Southern Super Heavy Shootouts, because these things are there in full force, and there's a reason for that. It's the Lincoln Mark 8. These are fast cars that people overlook. People just flat out well, overlook. They're not the most beautiful car. There's nothing about them that's really sexy. It's like a Mustang with luxury. Well, this is the thing was kind of cool. You it's know, like they a Thunderbird. A, well, they came, well,
1: the Mark 7, which looked right. a lot like a Thunderbird, it even had the 302 high output motor in it. The only catch with these cars, you never could have gotten with a five speed. They were all automatics. And yep. The thing that's really odd about the Mark VIII is it shares with its crowd killing cousin, the Cobra. <laughs> I love that line. One more time with its crowd killing cousin, and the there you Cobra. And
0: there you are talking about
1: the Mustangs again. It shares the same power plant. Four point six, you know, dual dual red cam, twenty-four valve engine. This thing's insane, and I mean, this car right here tops out at hundred
0: and sixty-seven miles an hour and you know it's cool because these cars it's like riding a cloud on a marshmallow i mean it, you know they had four-wheel air suspension under them these things are the lap of luxury and yet they will haul and can be bought for a song yeah because everybody overlooks these cars which is amazing to me these are well, awesome cars rod
1: rod you know what we got to pay some bills and i tell you we got a special challenge coming up guys you don't want to miss are this you
0: cutting me off on my mark M- my mark 8 done I, that, that hurts, because I like these cars. Sorry. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 right, WORD. Welcome back to
1: Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I'm Rob Pitts.
0: Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? I tell you bro. what. Bro. You're killing bro. me. Bro, what's, what's going on, All bro?
1: right, so we're getting ready for our next segment. This is going to be fun, but a quick recap. We just gave you 10 cars that would go over 150 mile an hour for less than $5. Thousand dollars.
0: So, if you left the church house here on the Sunday night and uh, you missed it, be sure to tune in tomorrow to our podcast on 106.3 WORD.com.
1: How <laughs> about that?
0: <laughs> Aha. Yeah, there we go. Anyhow.
1: But I want to tell you something that's really cool about that. So, that got me and Odd Rod thinking. Me and Odd Rod like to play a game. And well, we don't think that much. We like to play a game on Craigslist, and it's not pick a <laughs> mate. But we do like to find the cool card. We send people. We send each other Craigslist literally craigslist ads all the time of cars we find
0: we do <laughs> some, uh, just, some just random the good, stuff
1: the good the bad and the ugly oh yeah and i mean some are hilarious some are funny and some are like man that's a buy you know <laughs> and um you know it's it's really interesting it's entertaining it's something to turn to time and it's a lot of fun so then we got to thinking about it the craigslist face off that's right so this is what we did we come up with some rules we're gonna take you back in time yeah we're gonna take you to we're high back school. in high school So now keep in mind you're a high school kid. You have twenty five hundred dollars to buy that sweet ride, bro. And now granted, we've got some a list of things that needs to check off on. Of course it's gotta have cool points.
0: Gotta have cool points. Utility. Absolutely. Fuel economy. Very important for a high school kid. Giving your boys a lift. It's very also very important, probably
1: more important than the rest. How about your girlfriend? Uh, Yeah. And your image. Ooh. But this is the catch, twenty five hundred dollars, and you gotta find it on your local Craigslist page. So we found this on the Craig. We found both of these cars at the Craigslist in
0: Greenville. So do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll let you go first, Odd Rod. All right, I think I, I think I came in and I saved some cash actually. So I got twenty five hundred dollars in my pocket to burn, and I found a sweet teal green nineteen ninety one Honda Civic hatchback B series for twenty one hundred dollars. So you are telling me. You had, I mean, check this thing out, dude. I'm gonna post this online. I'm gonna post this to our Facebook. We're gonna post
1: these ads online.
0: All right, so this (laughs) is a 91 Honda Civic hatch. Uh, it's got B20 with low miles, uh, GSR trans, uh, a ride wire engine harness, rear aftermarket ICAs, uh, headers with full or a header with full exhaust, uh, CRV cluster, 16 inch roto wheels, or yeah, roto wheels. Yeah, roto wheels. Um, and actually, the guy's got price drop on it. He uh, he has it for $1,800. So he's got eBay cool overs on it, which, you know, whatever. Um, and it does have a little damage. It's got a little damage to the uh, front uh, passenger side fender. But you know what? Where it's rusting, weight reduction, bro.
1: So you're telling me you got $2,500.
0: Well, this thing's too cool for school, man. All the kids are driving it.
1: All right, so you're telling me you're going to spend $2,500, and you're going to buy a 91 Honda Civic?
0: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, think about this thing. It's a hatchback, so it meets all our criteria here. I mean, it's cool, you know. So you're telling me a Honda Civic with a killed fender. It's not killed. It's it's just got We're a We're talking cranky. about a
1: 25-year-old Honda Civic with a killed fender is cool.
0: Well, it's not a killed fender. It's got a little wrinkle to it, but it's not killed. But, I mean, it, yeah, let's see.
1: Well, well, let's see what a wrinkle looks like.
0: Uh, let's see if I can pull up this picture. It's missing the corner marker, and it has a little wrinkle wrinkle in front of the tire. It's not terrible. This thing must have like been hit harder than Joe Frazier. <laughs> it's not that bad. I would post it, sir. So you can, can put see.
1: antique insurance on a '91 Honda Civic.
0: Yeah, you can. And, and with an antique beauty like this, I think you oughta. Yeah. No, but I mean it's cool. You can haul things in. It's got utility. It definitely has fuel economy. You can give your boys a ride in it, and you know what? Hondas are in right now. So your image is there too. I mean, Hondas are in thing. Look it back to the basics. I mean, there's six hundred of them up there.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who like who are you trying to convince with this? They're the in thing. That, uh, well, let's see your car. I tell you what. You get your Honda, it's going to come with some skinny jeans.
0: (laughs) Not (laughs) on me. I'll tell you what I found. What do you got, Mr. Horsepower?
1: Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm that classy guy. Mm -hmm. You know that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. Well, I found a 2006
0: Land Rover LR3. All right, you found a 2006 Land Rover for 2500 or less? I found it for less than 2500. Less than 2500. Okay, there's, there's got to be
1: a hitch. There's a little hitch with my Land Rover. Now, this keep in mind, this is the first year for the LR3. Oh, well, actually second year for the LR3. 04 was the last year for the Discoveries and they went into the LR line. This has the 4.4 liter V8 in it. It's a beautiful Land Rover it's in great condition. It has 150,000 miles. You know, cold air, hot heat, dual sunroofs, safari rack on dual the top. Dual sunroofs. Yes, sir. All leather seating and seat seven, but it has air suspension all the way around. And the air suspension's out. But. But. They offer a coil spring kit to basically retrofit this truck back to coil springs versus air suspension for about 350 bucks in a weekend in the driveway. So, we're still under our $2,500 mark. And. I'm driving a 2006 Land Rover LR3. Now, the 4.4 liter V8 wasn't necessarily the best Land Rover engine, but... Yeah, I mean, how long are you going to get to drive your Land Rover, though, before it leaves you on the side of the road? If you take care of it, you can drive it anywhere. They're decent. I mean, I'm not going to call them bad, but they're
0: not the best. All right, so I'm not saying we're competing against each other and this fine. I mean, these are two great finds, I think. But the thing is, you got to think about this, all right, you got cool points. Yeah, I'll
1: give you you're that. Driving you're, a, you're, you're driving a range. It, 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 yeah, you know, I'm driving a Rover truck. Yeah, you're driving a range. It's cool. That's cool. Utility. You got that. I mean, come on. I mean, we've got a 5,000 pound tow capacity, four wheel drive. Can't beat it. I'll, I'll give you that. Fuel economy, though? Uh, not so much. It only gets about 14 miles to the gallon. There's your problem.
0: You know, and, and then, you know, this is interesting. So you did find a cool one. You did find, you actually found a really cool car and really great money, actually. But, all right, think about it from a high school kid's standpoint. Yeah, I think if I was in high school, I'd be all over a range. But look at it from an adult standpoint. Are you going to be able to afford the maintenance on this thing? If your budget for a car is 2500 bucks, which isn't a lot of money, are you going to be able to afford the maintenance down the road on this car?
1: Well, it's got a timing chain in it, so you don't have to worry about timing belts or anything like that, like with your Honda. Right. Next thing, though, I mean, basically it's routine maintenance. I mean, they take champion spark plugs just like any Chrysler car would take. They take, you know, just regular oil and oil filter. I mean, it's not... But you hear these horror stories about,
0: you know, especially with foreign cars. Now, if you
1: start buying Land Rover parts, yes, they get very expensive. And that's
0: what I'm saying. What about doing a brake job on this thing? Is it going to be abnormal? No. Or is it, you no. know oh, a Land Rover, is no more than chain, doing brakes on a Tahoe. Okay. Okay. But, you know, and that was another thing I was looking at with, the, you know, the Civic there. The Civic parts are so plenty. I mean, you can get a motor for a Civic for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, worst case, you blow a motor in the thing, you're back rolling for nothing. What about Land Rover's
1: going to be a little more expensive. You're going to spend probably about a grand, 1200 for a decent used engine to go in it.
0: So, I mean, and, and that's just one thing to look at. I mean, and there's plenty of these cars on the it. Now,
1: keep in mind, too, now, this thing is also a wiring disaster, these things. Everything in its electric. I mean, it's got power memory seats. Like I said, dual-power sunroofs this thing and when stuff like that gets some age on it it could be problematic now keep in mind it's a 2006 it's only 11 years old
0: yeah i mean honestly it's newer than the truck i'm driving right now and i mean they're and there's not the ride and the except. i mean that 404 v8 will fly all right so very interesting And just as a bonus i actually found a, another car that it kind of ties the lines a little bit more what you picked out still keeping the cool factor going how about a 92 Lexus SC400 V8 4Cam 32 valve? Those things are so, so junky, though. Girl. Yeah, I mean, such a cool-looking car, and for $2,500, it's sitting right here in Chesney, South Carolina.
1: Those are some of the cheapest cars inside. Have you ever sat inside one of those cars? No, I haven't. First of all, you couldn't fit inside yeah, the SC400. Yeah, I was about to say, I couldn't fit in there. This thing basically looks like a glorified 240. It's a two-door Camry. <laughs> it's a two-door Camry. But... So let's go down the checklist. Fuel economy, you got me. Giving your boys a lift, I can haul seven people. Yeah, well. And
0: your image. It looks like my daddy's a doctor if I drive a <laughs> Rover. All right, guys. Well, thank you for playing along with us. This has been fun. I look forward to next week. Maybe we'll do another little Craigslist battle next week.
1: You know, it's a lot of fun to do these things from time to time. And like I said, you know, if you ever get bored, Go on Craigslist, but stay in the car section. (laughs) All right, guys. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.